أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين يا ربنا لك الحمد والشكر كما ينبغي لجل وشك وعظيم سلطانك حمدا كثيرا طيبا جزيلا دائما أبدا مع خلودك يا كريم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله الأمين آله وصحبه وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يبقه قولي ربي أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه واصح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every favor that we receive from him We thank him for our life that we are living We thank him that he has put faith in our heart to believe in him and to believe in his messenger and to believe in his religion we thank him for the faith. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the physical ability so that we are hearing, we are seeing, we are able to do, for being able to comprehend that which we hear. And we ask of him forgiveness for that which we do, Amen. which is not acceptable in his presence. And we seek refuge in him from all the evil, especially the evil of our own souls. And we ask of him to protect us from the evil of shaitan. The world suddenly is in turmoil. If we look at every generation that has passed, there is always within time trouble that comes to parts of the world for one reason or another. The Muslim world has been going through a lot of difficulties and troubles for many, many years. Colonialism, and after colonialism, dictatorship. And it's still in some places, still continuing. And after dictatorship, in Zilaq, or total movement away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where a lot of the Muslims are beginning to look at the glitter of the world and try to achieve success here rather than the hereafter. And subhanallah, with that came communism, with that came socialism, with that came capitalism. With communism, those who became communist, subhanallah, rejected the faith and brought something ugly into the Muslim world, whether it is in North Africa, East Africa, whether it is in Asia, some Indian continent, or in some of the Arab countries in Asia. It became an ugly thing whereby those who took that ideal wanted to remove the Muslims from their pivotal point of oneness of Allah in their heart and adherence to the teaching of the messenger Sayyidina Muhammad It is reported that Sayyidina Muhammad said there will be a time at the end of time where there will be something he named as the Rih al-Ahmar or the red wind that will be as an evil thing that will capture the earth. And to the many of the scholars, that was communism. And a lot of the scholars, when I was young, they used to pray that Allah will destroy communism because it was evil. But subhanallah, that taken by other people rather than being communism, being socialism. If you look at communism itself, how quickly it was destroyed. And how uneven it is where it is supposed to bring common good 
to everyone and from the leader to the one who is led from the one on the top to the one on the bottom they should all be equal in some countries they started wearing the same dress but I'm sure the leaders are not wearing the same dress in the same quality of material the leaders are not living in the same living as the peasant or sleeping in the same bed or eating the same food it is false if you look at the Soviet Union after it's destroyed look today in Russia one of the richest countries in the world Subhanallah. Those who were yesterday working for making social okay, equality between people, today they are the richest of the men. How can somebody yesterday who was ruling to bring equality in the people, today become a billionaire? It doesn't make sense. But even those who took that and made it into socialism, to bring it even in a better ideal or a better way of understanding for the people, come on good of the people it did not work and it's not working because those who are leading they made the party a religion or God and they will act upon that what the party says the party does if you are with the party you will be living in ease if you are not you are in trouble didn't bring any benefit I haven't seen any country in this world I live in that was ruled by socialism that brought benefit. Everybody then rushed to capitalism whereby everybody wanted to have the ideal of the country that are building the high-rise building and having the open markets and having the pleasure of enjoying the worldly living. But subhanAllah, look at it today. When you look at countries like Greece or Spain or many countries in Europe, or even the state, the country that's supposed to be the richest country in the world. How many trillions they are in debt? And we know one of the worst things to be in debt. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min qalabati dayn. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the evil of debt. When you are indebted, you are in trouble. The life that people live in debt is not real life because they are taking that which is not theirs and enjoying it, but they don't know where to repay from. And in Islam, if you are in debt and you die, the prayer for you will be in vain because those whom you are indebted to in the day of judgment, they need to forgive you for what you have borrowed from them. That is the day when the person will run from a person. When the person will run away from his brother and his mother and his father and his partner or wife in marriage and his children. Why? For each one of them in that day there is a worry that is enough for him to worry about. Every one of us will be Worried about his own burdens rather than carrying the burdens of others. So Rasulullah before a janaza is prayed for, he used to ask, is this person in debt? If they said he is, does he have anything that he can repay his debt? If they said he doesn't, does anybody from his family can pay for his debt? If they said no, is there anybody among the present people can pay his debt? If they said no, he said, Sallu ala sahibukum. You pray the janaza or the prayer of the deceased for your friend. I'm not praying. 
it is sad that death is no good. But then, subhanallah, a lot of people are saying, whether it is socialism, capitalism, communism, or whatever it is, it will be best if it is through democracy. But I find it very hard to understand a democracy whereby people should be given the right okay, to choose and to have that which will please them, where the party that is elected will do what it wants, not what the people want. And in many cases, people feel sad, feel absolutely sad that this is what they do not choose. And subhanAllah, if you look at democracy, in every country where there is democracy, there is two parties. And there is always like an agreement between them. We rule for four years, five years, ten years, eight years, and then you can come after us. And the saddest thing that makes me laugh in this modern world, from Russia, the communist country, to the Russia of today, which is a capitalist country with democracy, democracy is having a new kind of shape, whereby the president becomes the prime minister, and the prime minister becomes the president. And they exchange the power. It's a funny world. Seriously, I had never, never, all this life I lived, I had never seen such a thing. But more sadly, is the misunderstanding of the Muslim nation, of what is going on. And the Muslim people, Allah is testing all of us, Muslims and non-Muslims, but more those who are in faith and those who are Muslims, those who are followers of Muhammad So what you see happening today in North Africa, in the Middle East, in the Far East, almost all the Muslim countries having havoc, burning, killing innocent. What for? Allah said in the Quran, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ And indeed, we will test you. And indeed, we will test you. بِنَقْصٍ okay? بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَنَقْصٍ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ With some fear and some reduction by taking away those whom you love. Okay? By that which you have achieved in life and saved. And by taking that which you love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing everybody. Nobody not tested. People in Syria today, they have worked very hard. They built homes, they are destroyed. They build businesses, they are destroyed. They save money in the bank, it's gone. It's valueless because of the okay, inflation in that country. People were very hard, got married, have children. Where are they? They are dead. Wives who were waiting for the happy day to marry a man they wanted to marry for his piety or for his righteousness, or his faith, today he is there. Mothers who have little children whom they were cleaning, dressing to go to school every day, they are no longer there. It is very, very sad. But all this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is a test. And now subhanallah, because a lot of the Muslims in the Muslim land are not really adhering by the teaching of Muhammad Allah is bringing the test. From within, by a lot of means, <coughs> oppression from leaders, and by testing them through money, you find a lot of corruption, bribery. It makes you feel sad. Where Rasulullah says, whosoever cheated, not one of us, but you travel to every Muslim country, people easily take bribes and give bribes, as if it is a sunnah. And in some countries they said, tashilat. 
It is a way of making life easy. It's not really a bribe. Because without it, you cannot do anything. It became something acceptable. How can we accept something Rasulullah has made haram for us? How can we say that we love Muhammad and make an excuse where he made haram, we make halal? And Allah has forbidden that in the Quran. Where Rasulullah has forbidden for himself the honey because of the dispute between his wives. Allah revealed the Quran. Ya ayyuhan nabiyu, lima tuharrim ma ahalla Allahu alayhi. Oh, you prophet, why do you forbid that which Allah made lawful for you? So what Allah made lawful, nobody can make unlawful. And whatever Allah made unlawful, we can never make lawful. The same thing. Rasulullah So look, a man in Europe drew a cartoon and people were causing fitna and riots. A man in England wrote a book about the Prophet and people made riots about it. Now a, a man in America making a film and everybody is writing about it. I'm going to ask one question. What the Prophet وسلم, while he was living confronted people who were against him or not? He did. Those people who confronted him, have they said or did things that were against the character of Muhammad Sallam in his position as a noble man, as a prophet, as a messenger, as a mercy to the world? Yes. Yes. Many people said poetry, ugly poetry against him. Many people said terrible things in his presence and while they are not with him. Many people came and pulled him and shoved him and pushed him. But our question is, what did the Prophet ﷺ do? What did he do? I know the companion who were surrounding him, they were angry with those people who were coming and mistreating their Prophet because they loved him. They were angry of the way they behaved towards him because they knew he was a nobleman. They knew that he was a son of a nobleman coming from a chain of noblemen, descending from the greatest among the nobles, Sayyidina Ibrahim And they were in that love, blinded, not knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected him. When Allah said, Wallahu ya'asimukum min al-nas, O Muhammad, Allah protect you from the evil of mankind. People like Umar ibn Khattab will quick, will be quick in drawing his sword to chop off the head of somebody who is abusing or insulting, or demeaning, or putting down the Prophet Sallallahu The Prophet was not a man to take revenge. was not a man to fight back. Even we know that when people in his presence try to take revenge, he didn't like it. Among those people whom they were closest to him, he used to tell them, no, it's not correct. And we know that when the man came in the presence of Rasulullah and insulted Abu Bakr Sadiq and kept insulting him, and Abu Bakr Sadiq was smiling, made the blessing and the faith of Allah be upon him. Every time the man added an insult, he was smiling. Added an insult, he was smiling. <coughs> Until he said something that made his heart hurt. Then Abu Bakr replied back, and the Prophet left the meeting. When he came back, Abu Bakr Sadiq said to him, Why did you leave? When he was insulting, you were sitting. 
when he is, I insult back, you leave. He said, because before Allah is watching you. But once you replied back, you invited shaitan to come to a majlis or a meeting or a gathering that I should not be in. Literally meaning, if somebody insult you, demean you, shout at you, abuse you, if you can keep them away from you, don't touch them. Don't use your tongue to insult them. Don't use your tongue to do that which is not good for you. It's not a good thing. So the situation that we are passing through today, it is a sad situation. It's an ugly situation. And I believe that our ummah is not learning. Now this is the third thing that's happening. From Salman Rushdie, okay, to the cartoonist who drew the cartoon in Denmark, and now to this man who made the film in America. But so what? Let them do what they do. Allah said in the Quran, "Inna Allah yudafi'ana Indeed, Allah will defend those who believe. Leave alone Rasulullah sallallahu Leave alone Rasulullah Allah said to him, "Wallahu yathmukum min al-nas." And Allah will protect you from mankind. He's already protected, I think what is happening is an awakening call for us. We need to change ourselves first, individually. We need to change our homes and the dynamic of living our life. We need to change our aim and our goals that we are working for. We need to put Allah first. We need to put Muhammad as the guide and the example. We need to live Islam. Not by praying and fasting only and dressing as Muslims, but living Islam by interacting with people in the right way. We should speak the truth. We should be honest in our dealing. We should never cheat and we should never ever give bribes or take bribes. We should remove all the oppression. What is happening earlier in the Middle East and North Africa, whereby dictators were removed, is a good thing. Because people need to wake up. But after removing those dictators, if people remove discipline from their life, adhering to the teaching of their religion, and fulfilling what Muhammad came to bring in justice and fairness and goodness, they're not going to succeed. It's very, very sad. If only you listened before all this thing in Tunisia. Subhanallah, this country, this Muslim country, an Arab country, after the freedom, the dictator is removed, those among people of no faith, okay, among the Muslims themselves, okay, those whom they believe that Islam is just, is their identity, but they don't need to put it in practice. They were going out against having a real life of Islam in their country. She's sad. Very, very sad. And I think the Muslim world needs to change itself. If this is terrible today, there will come more terrible things, miserable things. So our job here as Muslims who are having, mashallah, a country where we live, there is peace, a community that is welcoming to us to live among them, and we have ease in our living, we need to make sure that the example that they are setting is not to spread. And that we live in this part of the world should never do these things. Going out and demonstrating and showing your anger about something does not allow you to destroy that which does not belong to you. 
to kill the innocent or to create havoc on the land. For indeed, this is zulm, transgression. Well, zulm, zulumat, and transgression is darkness. In Allah, indeed, Allah commands us to be just. Well, ihsan, and to do good. And to do good to those who are close to us. And he forbid all vulgarity and rudeness and wickedness and injustices. If you really want to do good as Muslim living in peace in this land, you must raise your voice and say what we do must be adhering to the teaching of Allah from the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad I challenge any man while Muhammad was alive when somebody was killed among the Muslims when somebody was insulted among the Muslim, the Muslim will go out blinded like mad, raging bulls, destroying everybody in their past, killing the innocent, destroying the innocent, and destroying property and cutting trees. They don't do that. Even in the real battle when the Prophet was defending himself and asking the companion to go out, his instruction was like this. Don't kill somebody who will give up. Don't give, kill somebody who will give you your back. Don't kill an elderly man or an elderly woman. Don't kill women in general. Don't kill children. Don't kill the ill. And don't cut a tree that gives shade or fruit. Don't destroy property. The Muslim never entered any land undestroyed. A lot of the heritage of the people before Islam, they kept. If you go to Rome, if you go to Greece, if you go to Western Europe in France and Spain, everything the Muslim found there, they left. Even the islands in the Mediterranean, go to them. Whatever they found, they left. Even the statue, they didn't touch anything. In Egypt, they didn't touch anything. They didn't destroy the pyramids. They didn't. The spink, they didn't destroy him. In Afghanistan, the Buddha was there, the companion were there. But today, we are better than them. Because we know Islam better than them. Because they did not have all the knowledge. We have everything because we have technology. What a nonsense. What a nonsense. They were more knowledgeable. They were better Muslims than us. Not my word, not their word, but the word of our master Sayyidina Muhammad who says, The best of the centuries is the century I lived and the people with it. Okay? And those who follow them, then those who follow them, then those who follow them. If we look at us, we are far away from them far away from them. So we need to really make sure that we distance ourselves from anything that will go against the teaching of Allah. By all means, raise your objection. By all means, be angry about that which is done against Allah Rasulullah But do it appropriately. I wish, I wish when we see the elephant that is destroying our land, we should kill the elephant. But not kill other animals around the elephant because many people are frightened from the elephant because of the size of it now we know where the trouble comes from go and fight the trouble but why are you fighting the innocent people why are you killing the innocent people this is what we should say to the people and by Allah Almighty God what is going on a lot of the people who are starting it and using it have got nothing to do with the deen there are people who are just there for troubles. Nothing else. And I worry sometimes there are people who have been planted in to do this.
because whenever the Muslim come together to establish the proper living of Islam, Shaitan is not going to be resting. He must bring his Talaf so that there will never be peace. There will never be tranquility. There will never be ease. But I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to exchange the life of the Muslim to a better life. To give those who are striving to bring peace to the Muslim land the best, inshallah, so that they can bring that peace. And to ask Allah to make us all stand together, be fulfilled in that which will bring us the benefit and to the people of the land. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all those who are doing wrong and the people of North Africa, the people of East Africa, the people of Asia generally, especially in the Middle Eastern countries where there is riots in the sub-Indian continent, Indonesia, Malaysia, and all those countries. May Allah remove the darkness. May Allah remove the blindness. May Allah remove the suffering of those who are innocently being abused and killed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring peace to those countries. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring light to the land where there is no light and to remove the darkness from the land where there is darkness. Oh Allah, you are the Lord of the world. Oh Allah, you are the most magnificent. You are the most merciful. Forgive our sin and show us mercy. And we ask of you to guide us into the straight path and to put mercy in our heart to help those who are helpless. Oh Allah, if there is anybody in the world walking without shoes, allow us to be able to support them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Those who are walking without closing their back, may they be closed, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Those who are hungry or thirsty, may you feed them, water them, Ya Kareem. And those who are ill, may you heal them. And those who are seeking work, may you employ them. And those who are seeking knowledge, may you educate them. And those who are seeking to get married, may you allow them to be married, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And those who are seeking to live a peaceful life, may you bestow peace in their heart, Ya Kareem. رَبَّنَا جَعَلْ جَمَعَنَا هَذَا جَمَعَ مُبَارَكَ مُرْحُومًا وَجَعَلِ اللَّهُمْ مَتَفَرُّقًا مِنْ بَعْدِهِ تَفَرُّقًا مَعْصُومًا وَرَضِيَ اللَّهُمْ فِينَا وَلَا مَعْنَا وَلَا مِنَّا شَقِيًّا وَلَا مَحْرُومًا وَصَلِّ اللَّهُمْ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِهِ وَسَلِّمْ تَسْلِيمًا وَحَنَا رَبِّكَ رَبِّ Assalamu alaikum. How are you, my brother? Are you all right? Allah bless you. How are you, Sidi? Are you well? Allah bless you. Mustafa, I'm sorry. I need to come to talk to you. How are you? Syria is in our heart, Allah. Really, it's a lovely land. Have you been to Syria? Beautiful country. Look at the destruction. Sad. Really sad. Really sad. But inshallah it will change. Everybody is praying. Those mothers who have been widowed, those children who have been orphaned, inshallah their right is coming. They can do whatever they want. But that is dictatorship is gonna go. It's time is gone. No dictator is gonna remain, inshallah. No dictator. All of them they will go. Yeah? And the sad thing you see. Yani, I look at it, there is no Muslim country that is not without a dictatorship. Is Saudi Arabia a dictatorship or not? Is the Gulf state dictatorship or not? Is Oman, is Qatar, Kuwait, they are all dictatorships. That's it. And those countries which are socialist or Masharat democratic like Bangladesh, is that democracy? Is it? <laughs> really? Even the biggest democracy in the world, India, it is democracy. 
doesn't make sense to me. And those who are leading the democracy are living, and those who are trying to really live democracy have no life. People are eating from the bins. What kind of life is that? Yeah. This is really Allah is put Muhammad in this earth to bring justice. As long as there is no justice, there's no life. Yeah. I was reflecting today in the history of this world we live in from the time I was young and I remember. And I said to myself, Subhanallah, the greatest country in the world today is America. It's the land of the free. But Subhanallah, almost 30 million of its people never had freedom until the 60s. How could it be the land of the free? How could it be? When countries like Pakistan and Bangladesh fought the colonialism in the 40s and the 50s, became free. Even Sudan in 56. But in the 60s, somebody like Muhammad Ali Klai has to take the medal he won and throw it. Because there is no freedom. It, it, it is sad. Even today, yani, there is a lot of things that need to be changed. Yani, even the good people of the Western world, they need to open their eyes and realize unless they do the right thing, they will not benefit and they will never have peace. Peace can only come when there is justice. No justice, no peace. That's it. This is Allah's way, the Creator. Khwani, Mustafa is waiting for me. I'm going to go. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب الله يجزيكم خير إن شاء الله